Effective communication is important because it helps identify your place in business decisions and personal decisions. Welcome to Communication Matters with Deborah Malnix. Anywhere you go, with everything you do, wherever you live, and whoever you know, communication matters. Now, here is your host, Deborah Malnix. Hello, everyone. My name is Deborah Malnick, and this is a podcast that is being produced for Voice America. This particular podcast is about the importance of communications in business and in success. Communications are at the heart of everything. Nothing starts without a communication. And what we are trying to illustrate and show you here is how to use communications to your advantage to help you not only in business, but in your personal life as well. Communications are at the heart of everything you do and everything you say. And the better you can say it, the happier everyone around you will be. My name is Deborah Malinick. I have been in the communications business for 45 years, although that does tend to age me a little bit. But I owned, I founded and owned a communications firm. And for 45 years, I was the proud owner, CEO of the agency, which over its tenure received over 350 creative and business awards. It doesn't just happen. You have to work at communications. You have to be able to really listen to what people are saying, because sometimes what they're saying really is not what they mean. And we're going to cover this as well as some other aspects of communication today with a special guest I have who is also very heavily involved in communications. I'd like to introduce to you Ed Rubin, who is general manager of the Germantown Cricket Club right here in Philadelphia. And Ed's position at the club, of course, is to keep everyone happy, which is quite a demanding job. And I have to say from personal experience, he really is excellent at what he does. And I'd like to welcome him as our guest today. And I'd like to have everyone really listen to some of the advice and some of the suggestions he is going to give about keeping everyone happy. Think of how happy the whole world would be if everybody was happy. So the format is communication matters and that every success starts with communications from your personal introduction to how you introduce others to how you feel about yourself. So, Ed, you are really involved firsthand in a variety of communications. And what I wanted to do today is talk to you about how you handle that aspect of your, of your career and, and of your interaction with other people. Um, what do you feel is the most important thing about communications in your area, for example? You're dealing with a lot of different personalities and a lot of different types of people. And when you talk about communications being important, I think you are right at the forefront of this particular example. Tell me what you feel is so important about communications in your business. Well, Deborah, thank you first for having me. It's so true what you're saying. You know, communication is vital in my industry and particularly here at Germantown Cricket Club. Um, it was on the forefront, you know, of many battles I took on over a year and a half ago uh, with becoming the, the general manager of the club. Um, in the past, <clears throat> communications at best from the prior management staff was very poor and very limited. Um, members want to know what's going on, what's happening, how it's happening. 
Um, so you need to be clear and very concise uh, in your communications, whether it's verbal, whether it's in written format. Um, I do try to get a general manager update out to the membership at least every two weeks, um, if not more, uh, because again, it's vital that they know what's happening at their club. Um, no, you're, you're, you're really bringing up something that I think is so important to everyone, and that is staying in touch with your market, staying in touch with whether you have a store, whether you have a corporation, whether you have a hospital, staying in touch with the people who are supporting you, who are really at the forefront is so critically important. And, you know, it was, it was interesting, but several years ago, I remember reading a study about why people shop at a particular store, even if the prices are higher or it doesn't have as much merchandise. And nine out of 10 reasons was that they felt that they were recognized and appreciated in the store. People would say, hello, how are you? Oh, how's your son? Did he get into the school he was trying for? How's your husband? I know he has a new job. That that meant so much to people, that communication that really touched. And I think everyone, no matter what level of, of success you are at, has that need, has that want to be a part of something. And that part is often touched by communications and how you say it. I totally agree. And again, that's also in the forefront here at the club, you know, where we make sure not only myself as a general manager, but also the rest of the management team is very visible out there in front of the membership, whether it's on the pool deck, out in the dining rooms or on the dining porch. Um, you know, again, because members do have ideas and they want to express their wishes. Um, so I always love face-to-face -face contact with the membership. Um, and, especially, and you are very visible. You are always out there chatting away and welcoming people and asking if there's anything they'd like to add. Or And I think that's a wonderful gesture. People appreciate it. Well, this, this today is a truly rare moment. I'm actually seated at my desk for more than a five-minute time span. So uh, <laughs> that goes to show you that, uh, yes, it, it is key that, you know, that we are in front of the face of the membership at all times. And especially now because... We do, we've had such a great influx of new members this year and, of course, getting them acclimated to the club and acclimated to what we do and what goes on here. And you can imagine being a new member, you would have a million and one questions about what, how this is done at the club and when can I eat and when are we doing this event or do you host this type of event? Um, so, you know, it, again, it's very critical because, you know, it can be just spur of the moment. They, they have two questions on the top of their mind and they see you walking past and Oh, Ed, can I talk to you for a minute? Um, you know, as opposed to sending me an email, you know, this way we can have one-to-one -one contact. But again, I do stress that, you know, and sometimes I think we are a little too heavy-handed maybe in our, our communications, uh, but I do think it's important to just keep pounding it in, you know, what events are coming up? What's the timing of this? When is this open? Um, it could be a multitude of things. Um, you know, right now we're doing quite a few renovation projects around the club. And again, communicating that out to the membership, what's happening, not just pulling up in the parking lot and seeing a roof being ripped off or nowhere to park. <laughs> so, um, you know, we find it, it truly is vital. Um, and the, the membership has received it well, because again, I think they were truly starved for the attention here. Um, and, you know, they, they just weren't getting it. I think some of them just came to the point where, you know, they just accepted it 
it's just, it is what it is. I have great tennis there at the club, but everything else is kind of subpar. Um, and we have seen a 360 degree difference in a little over a year and a half. Which is um, amazing. That is really, I can really, it truly is. That is. It truly is. I can't take all of the credit for it. I do take some of the credit, you know, to the pandemic for our tremendous growth this year mm-hmm. and last year um, with people looking for alternatives. So what to do since they couldn't travel, they, you know, they wanted to stay closer to home. Um, they wanted to have their kids involved with them. Um, so, you know, that, that did help us in many ways and it brought on a lot of new members to the club and also dropped our age, um, range tremendously because we now are really catering to um, a lot of 30 to 40 year old families, um, which is great um, because they're our club's future. Um, So if we make them happy and they stay, you know, hopefully in the end that their children join as legacy members. Now question, because I think this is, is a critical component of communications at, at every level. When you get at the club new employees, do they have training in communications and how to respond to questions by members and how to resolve issues? Because one of the things that I have been so impressed with, with your um, involvement and as well as the employees there, is that they're so helpful. So I'll give you an example. The other day I went over for what I thought was going to be a class, but it had been rescheduled, I forgot. But the bartender came over out of the bar and he said, can I get you a drink while you wait? I mean, it wasn't that I had to go up and and say, oh, you know, I'd like something to drink. He came over. He saw me sitting and waiting for someone. And I was very touched by that. And I thought that that is really an aspect of communications that really stays with you. You know, communications can be many things that are also nonverbal. You know, the way you smile and wave to someone, the way you simply nod your head if you know someone. Um, the way uh, even getting out of a car and, and letting someone go ahead of you and, and giving them the hand signal, go ahead, you go first. That's all communication. It's, it's many ways that you communicate with other people. And I tend to think that every person, no matter where they are in life, has a need to be part of a larger picture. And communication is probably one of the best ways that you can be in that picture because you feel that you are actually part of a larger thing. Communication is a wonderful way that we're able to express ourselves, to make ourselves known. And one of the things too, and and I wanted to ask you about some of of these things, because it's inevitable that there will be some people who are unhappy about something or or they just are in a bad mood that day. And diffusing seems to be such an important part of communications as well. Um, And I've been involved or I've seen people where the communication just escalates into something nasty and mean. And others just have a knack for de-escalating that situation. Do you work with your employees because they are involved in so many different situations of how varying issues should be handled? It's almost like war training, I guess. True, true. So the beginning of your question... um, we do give our employees, our line employees, you know, whether you're a server or uh, you could be a dishwasher. Um, mm-hmm. We want them to know as much about the club as possible so that they can communicate to the members. Because obviously, they're also, they're our front line. And they're usually the, the, the face of the club. So obviously, we do want to see a smiling face because you are so correct. It goes a long way, a big smile. 
Um, we also have a motto basically that we never say no, um, you know, if we don't have to, or as long as it's a reasonable request. I'm going uh, to ask for my Villa Vineyard title. <laughs> and remember what I said, a reasonable <laughs> request. Um, so, you know, we want our, our staff members to be actively involved with the membership. The membership enjoys it. Um, you know, I, I think it gives a member no greater pleasure that when an employee remembers, whether it be a member's name or at least their member number, uh, it shows that they care. And it, and it shows that, you know, we are actively involved, like one big happy family uh, here at the club. And, um, you know, over their tenure with us, you know, depending on how long the employee has been here, uh, they do turn into true family members, um, you know. If they're not here, I get concerned members, where is such and such today? You know, um, I, I haven't seen them in two days. So, which, which is a, it's nice that it's noticed. And it's nice that we all care so actively about one another here at the club, members and, and the staff. Um, so it, it does, it, it truly goes a long way. Um, we also want to get answers, like I said, to the membership as fast as possible. There are some things that, you know, uh, say a server may not be able to answer, but then they're more than happy to say, let me get a manager for you and we'll come over to their table or wherever they happen to be and, and, and answer the question the best we can. So we're communicating the right information, not the wrong information. Right, because you can communicate, but if you're not communicating accurately or uh, with the correct information, that could be a disaster as well. Correct. That's where things could escalate. If the, if the wrong information is given. Have your priorities changed um, at all since you first began at the Germantown Cricket Club? Well, I think I've always, you know, I've always worked under the same mindset, no matter what club I've been at. Again, to create that family type atmosphere is very important to me in the facilities that I run. Also to give premier service, uh, customer service is a big part of it. Uh, and goes a long way, um, as we see with, with, you know, member retention. Um, you know, if members are happy, they stay. If they're not happy, they leave. So th that has a, a big part to do with it. Um, but again, th the key is really listening to your membership, to their wants and their needs and, and what we can do. Um, there's some strategic things that I have done through communication here at the club to bring everybody together. And one great example of that is our, our Friday night happy hour pub nights here at the club, where typically at any club, whether it's a golf club or a racket sport club like us, um, you know, you have your different factions. You have tennis, you have squash, you have pool, and everybody's kind of in their own little units or groups. Um, and the, the key with the happy hour pub night was to bring everybody together, all of these different groups, and to meet other people that you normally wouldn't run into at the club, because maybe you're a pool member and you never step foot on a tennis court. But this gives you the opportunity in a two and a half hour window to get together, have some drinks, have some great food. We have entertainment on those nights. We have a child activity person here uh, to take care of the kids. Um, so that the adults can have time to sit, relax, and, and, and talk to one another. Um, so that, that was huge for us here, and I think that made such a difference. I agree with you. I have been to um, two of those nights, and I have to tell you that it's one of the things that I love about that particular approach is that for many people, it's not easy for them to start a conversation. It's, it, it, a lot of it is personality type and what you're used to. 
I mean, for many members to walk up to someone and introduce themselves and start talking, it's hard. It's harder for some than it is for others. And I think a night like that gave everyone an opportunity to mingle. And I think there was one point where someone came over and said, okay, let's change tables for a while and get to meet other people because there is a tendency to stay at the same table and talk to the same person. Sure. And that was something where, okay, let's go over to another table now where we'll meet the people there. It's that little push. It's that with all communication, which I think is so valuable in everything that you do, sometimes that little push is just enough to get you really involved and leaving feeling good, like you've met some people and you've talked to people and you feel like you've accomplished something. Um, years ago, when I was teaching a communication course, I would tell um People practice talking to a lampshade. The more you say it, the more you do it, the more comfortable you will feel talking, the more comfortable you will feel speaking. A lampshade is not going to talk back. You can tell a lampshade anything, and it's still bright and lovely, and it's feeling really good because it is easier, there's no doubt about it, for some people to start a conversation and to keep talking. But it's something that can be learned and it's something that you can become more and more comfortable with. And I think when you take that on as a directive, and what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, sometimes people get so terrified. Well, what happens if the person walks away? So how terrible is that? So you go up to someone else and start talking. I mean, we tend to create major, oh, you know, events for ourselves, but you just work the crowd. And I think by practicing, you become better and better at communication. And the more you feel confident, the better you are able to express what, you, what you'd like to express. And people love to talk. I, I, I always think that we are pack animals, no matter how you look at it, we're pack animals. We like to be with others. Now, granted, there's always an exception. I've met people, they don't want to be with anybody. <laughs> and they'd be happy living alone in a cave for the rest of their life. But I think that what communication provides is an open door. It's a door that opens for us to be able to hear stories and meet people and connect with them. And that connection is so important, especially in a society that becomes more and more technologically oriented. The face-to-face, the conversation, the asking of questions, how's the new job working out? How's the baby? How is your husband's new job? Those are things that touch us on a very personal level. And it's that kind of interaction that really makes a difference in our lives because it's a, it's a connection with other people. I always call it the human connection. And I think that human connection, with, which can only begin with conversation, really, is a connection that makes us feel real, makes us feel full, makes us feel warm, and give us, gives us a lot of pleasure and happiness. And when I see, you know, it's funny, when you, I walk in a restaurant, sometimes I will see a table, it's a family and two of their, their children and maybe a grandparent, and no one is talking, they're all on their iPhones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I look and I think, this is such a great chance for conversation, for communication, for the ability to say, so let me tell you what I did the other day. Even if you make it up, it's still conversation. You know, sometimes I think that you could have a lot of fun with it. And if people say I can't do it or I'm just embarrassed when I do that or I'm not comfortable, again, 
just practice. Just that's all it takes is that lampshade and keep talking to the lampshade. And it's great because that lampshade will never talk back to you. <laughs> we'll never so say, true. I'm not interested in your stories, et cetera, et cetera. But there were a few questions that I wanted to ask you today, because again, I admire the work that you do, especially working around so many different personalities and so many different types of people. I think sometimes when you're in a general profession or your career, you may be with similar types of people. But in your case, you are really dealing with a lot of different types of personalities. And these different types of personalities, I'm sure, keep you on your toes at all times. Sure. So what would, what would you say has been one of the best pieces of advice you've received in this job or that you have evolved to feel that it helps you the most? Um, you know, coming in, I get a lot of insight. And again, through communication and talking to the current members, you know, what their wants, their needs, what has been lacking, what has been terrific. I love to hear their, their feedback. Um, and again, that kind of gets the ball rolling for me coming into a new club and to a new environment. Um, because obviously these things are very important to the members. If they're, if they're willing to share it with me, it was obviously something that was very important and something that was obviously either lacking or uh, should have been tended to long ago. Um, and again, that, that, Feedback is, is worth a million. I, I agree. I think and just... Of course, and of course, everybody has something. You know, everybody always has what's most important to them to tell you. You know, that's, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, I think that there are... What I love about communication and what I find so fascinating about it is that it, it is easy in itself. And I think you can, you can mold and create ideas and shapes. When I was in my business, I always told my employees there are two words. They don't cost anything. You don't have to pay for them. They're two of the most important words you can say in your entire life. And that's thank you. And sometimes I, I think of that because I hear so many, and I see it. I see it every day. You open the door for someone and they just walk into the store as opposed to someone who says, oh, thank you so much. Those two words that are so simple, you don't have to pay for them, you know, you don't need a special license to use them, but they mean so much in connecting with others. And I think that this connection with others is so critically important as we become more and more technologically advanced and evolved, because it creates an emotional response to another human being. I'm always amazed when there's a national disaster or something happens and everyone runs out to help. Now, and I think that that allows that individual to really be human. Uh -huh. And so many times in so many situations, they're not allowed that. You know, they have to get the job done or they're in a meeting and they have to get their point of view across. And just that simple act of helping each other or of communicating with each other, I think, is really an absolutely wonderful connection that we have with others that I would hate for us to lose over over a period of time so it's very interesting what now i wanted i have a couple of questions here that i wanted to ask you about as well because in my mind you're working with a lot of different personalities and i've always found that to be <coughs> excuse me very very interesting because you have to sort of gear up for one and tone down for another but how do you select or find your employees are they recommended are they you know, do you actually advertise for them or are they usually from someone who has worked there in the past 
because I think that you do operate now as a very nice family. And, you know, sometimes that's difficult. And do you actually train your employees within a certain set of rules and, and behavioral procedures that they should follow? So to start off with, obviously, this year, kind of all bets are off. It was a very challenging year uh, for finding sourcing labor, um, you know, due to the pandemic. Um, normally, we do advertise for positions. We also work on word of mouth from current employees that are with us that recommend us to their friends or family. Um, we, again, um, it, it's been a hard year for us, but, it, and also as far as getting people trained up to speed, they do have an orientation process they go through, which is learning the basics about the club, the history, a brief history of the club. Um, of course, the, the, the go-to people at the club, if people have wants or needs for anything, um, generally when things are open, what's happening next as far as upcoming member events. Um, so th they get well-versed in that. Most of the training is on the job. We hope they come to us with, with some background experience for the area that they're in. But we take on people that have no experience. Sometimes it's a little bit easier on us uh, to train them our way rather than some than learning what they learn from somebody else. Um, it, it just makes it a little less difficult. And the, the waters are not as muddied uh, when, when we start from them from ground zero. And also I think the employee really appreciates it that you're taking the time to give them that type of one-on-one -on -one training um, and have that interest in them. You know, it's interesting because I think it shows and it's like anything else, you walk into a store and Hey, how are you? Somebody says, and um, you know, if you have any problems, let me know if you need to find something you can't. And all of a sudden, your perception of that store changes. And you go down the aisles, and one of the one of the salespersons or the employees will come and say, "Are you finding everything okay? I'm here to help you. So if you need any help." And all of a sudden, you have these emotions, you have these feelings that make you feel connected to that store that industry, that particular organization. And it's what I call being human. I remember reading that there really is a center of our brain that is that goes all the way back to prehistoric days, that when we do something nice for others, it releases endorphins in our brain, and we feel good. And this feel-good feeling, which is thousands and millions of years old, enabled us to survive. Because when we did things that made us feel good, it encouraged us to do them again and again. And as a community, as a family, as a group of people, that was an incentive for us to do it again. And I thought that was really interesting how it's programmed in our brain that we feel good when we do something good for others, when we give them a compliment and they smile or when someone smiles at us or says hello it makes us feel good. It's so simple. And I think sometimes we lose perspective of how easy it is to make a difference in someone's life just with two or three words. You know, oh, good morning. How was everything this weekend? Did you have a nice time? Did you go anywhere? Just that human connection, yep. I think, is one of the strongest, strongest avenues you can ever walk down because it connects you to all of the people who are here who have been here and will be here in the future. 
And I think that what you can do with communications is really a wonderful visionary statement of how, how positively it can affect someone's life. Have you learned anything new in your position that you did not really have a grasp on before? Um, well, you know, first of all, this is probably, this is my largest membership I've ever had at a club. Uh, is also the most diverse membership I've had at a club and dealing with cultural differences. and uh, it, But it also makes Germantown Cricket Club so special because of having all of these different personalities and different backgrounds and age ranges. And, you know, like I said to you about uh, the happy hour club nights, um, it, it's a great time when all of this is just all coming together. It's like the sun, the moon, and the stars are actually all kind of aligning together uh and it, it, it's a great feeling you know it i had a lot of background before coming into this club and knew you know some of the challenges that i was facing um of course dealing with people is not a challenge for me uh i love being in, in being the face in front of the membership uh always uh that's probably why years and years ago i actually made a career change i've always been in hospitality um, but originally I started out my career, I thought I wanted to be an executive chef and I went to school for training to become a chef and receive my degree. And then I said, I don't want to be buried behind walls of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went for restaurant management training. So I could be on the front side of things and be out in front of people because I do enjoy being around people. Mm-hmm. And I think people enjoy being around me. And, you know, again, I, my number one goal is, I want to be a people pleaser. And I think it shows. I mean, I think that that is one of the things that you bring to the club and one of the things that you probably bring to your professional life as well. That true enjoyment of people, that comfortableness with them. And I think when you are comfortable with people, they then feel comfortable with you. For me, it's always so easy to just walk up to someone and start a conversation. And I remember years ago, someone said to me, it's not easy for many people to do that. But when you do it every day and it's so easy to you, you forget sometimes that for many people, they literally want to just leave the room because they're looking at all of these people and they're expected to start a conversation. And I think that it's really interesting. I think that one of the wonderful things about communication is that you can learn it. You know, that you can actually practice with your lampshade and I think, too, that if you don't take it so seriously, like if you make a mistake, if you, nothing's going to happen. The world's not going to end, and you could laugh at it and just say, oh, sorry, I, I thought your name was Alice. I didn't know it was, you know, Adam or whatever. But I think that people sometimes just get so caught up in the specifics that they forget the overall visionary of what communications are about. And it's about connecting with people. And oh boy, they're going to have to take that off. <laughs> a little edit. A little edit, yes. But I think that communications just gives us the opportunity to connect on so many wavelengths and so, so deeply with others that it's something that I hope we never, ever lose. And I think that one of the things that is so nice is that we have a chance with people like you and, and uh, you know, places like the the Germantown Cricket Club to be able to practice this on a daily basis. And I think that that really starts with the individual who 
is there all the time running things. And you've added a wonderful, wonderful dimension to the club. And I think you've made it a warm and a very, very interesting place to be. So one of my other questions to you is, what is one of the best pieces of advice? I work with a lot of entrepreneurs today, young entrepreneurs who are talking about, oh, going into business, you know, and starting their business and what is the most important thing. And you've really been in many areas and aspects of business. What is one of the pieces of advice that you would give them to be a success? Well, again, you know, speaking about communication, again, listening to your customers' wants and needs is, is critical. Um, you know, you may have one mindset, but the world may be looking for something totally different. Um, so I think, you know, that that's a very important aspect of it. Um, you know, again, and talking and learning what your customers want, you know, if you're selling a product, for example, you know, you may be bringing X, Y, and Z into your store, but you know what, the customer is looking for P and Q. So, you know, I, I think, you know, again, you have to listen to what, what they want um, and what their needs are. You know, again, I have found that, you know, particularly here at the club, you know, people have been for the past, what, 18 months have been starved for communication. Everybody has kind of been off on their own uh, mm-hmm. due to the pandemic, you know, and there's nothing better than showing up here at the club, number one, if we know their their member name and we know their member number, it's a bonus right there. You get an instant smile back because mm-hmm. that shows that, you know what, you're important to us here at the club. Um, but asking them how the grandchildren are, how have you been doing, you know, how are things, and, and just striking up a five-minute conversation in the middle of the hallway goes miles around here. I think it goes around the world. I'm always amazed at how much of an impact that makes, especially when you say something to the effect of, oh, how's your son, John? Did he get the job yet? Because it's much more than how's everything. You've named a name. You've let the other person know that you realize that they're looking for a job. Just those little things make such a difference. And the response that people have given has just been tremendous. Um, I have to thank you for really sharing some of your insights with us and talking about communication, because I think that at the heart of every success is indeed communication. And the better you are at communicating, I think the more successful you will be. And to watch you in action um, is really an inspiration, I must say, because you do it with ease and you do it with confidence and you do it with a sense of pleasure. And I think that people realize that and they appreciate that. And you really look happy talking to people. I I am involved with people all day. And sometimes they just look miserable when they have to talk to others. (laughs) So I think you have done a really, really wonderful job. And we've gotten, oh, we have about 40 minutes into the show, which was what I wanted to reach. And I have to thank you. Is there anything that you would like to add at the end for someone who is thinking of hospitality or restaurant or industry where they really have to work with people? And I think every job is you have to work with people. Uh, Unless you're working in an office all day, all by yourself with no connection whatsoever. What's what's a piece of advice you'd like to give to our audience? You know, again, you really have to hone your, your interpersonal skills, you know, and Again, it's not for everyone, but I think everybody should make the effort to, you know, 
reach out and embrace. And even if you have a hard time talking to other people, you know, make the effort, you know, that's, you got to get the ball rolling somewhere. And you know what, it may be a little painful in the beginning, but it gets easier and easier. And that's the one thing I've found over the years. Um, You know, I think that that is such an interesting point because the more you do anything, the easier it becomes. And the more you do, I always, I tell students, talk to everyone, talk to people in a grocery line, talk to people who are outside at a bus stop, talk to people who are just on the street, because you never know where that conversation will take you. And of course, one of my favorite stories is when I was in school, there was a, um, a student, she was at a bus stop. And that was in the days when you put your portfolio in a carry-on, uh, you know, it was a portfolio case. And this man started talking to her and he said, oh, I, I work for one of the shows here in Philadelphia. You should come down and apply for a job. We use designers all the time. She did. She got the job. She became head of um, uh, guest services. She picked up all of the guests at the hotel, at the um, airport, took them around town. She was a great conversationalist. When um, this particular show moved to um, California, she was asked to go with them. In California, she she met a documentary filmmaker. And today she travels all over the world and they do documentary films. And I always say it started with a conversation at a bus stop. So you never know where conversation will take you. And if you feel inhibited or afraid at all, practice with that lampshade and practice at networking events. And there are many, many people who feel the same way you do if you are are at all inhibited. Once you start talking, as with me, you don't stop. (laughs) So I would like to thank you so much for your your input and for your – your general impressions about how important conversation is. And as noted, Ed is the general manager of the Germantown Cricket Club right here in Philadelphia. If you would like more information on the club or about Ed, then you can call 215-438-9000. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank the audience for listening. And I will be on again soon with another podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Communication Matters can be heard on the Voice America Business Channel. Check and listen for new shows every week. Until our next program, keep the communication going.